St. Paul says to the Ephesians, Brethren, be ye followers of God as most dear children. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Catechism Explained says that when Adam and Eve were created, they had a happiness that was almost equal to the angels. Everything was ordered, ordered to its end. It fulfilled its purpose for existence. Mankind had an enlightened understanding so that he could see the true nature of things. He had a will that was free from weakness. He possessed sanctifying grace. The Holy Ghost dwelled in his soul from the moment he was created. He was a child of God and heir to heaven. He was immortal, free from sickness and disease, and he had dominion over all creatures, even over the wild beasts. He would command and they would obey. And these things did not last long, however. The church fathers, the common opinion of the church fathers is that Adam was created on a Friday and fell the very next Friday. And at that point, all of that perfect order created by God was turned into disorder, rebellion, and chaos. Man's understanding had been darkened. Now it was hard for him to see God for what he is. Now, for example, we look at him as a harsh taskmaster, always ready to punish Yes, he does have his justice, but the true nature of God is that he is also a loving and tender father, and he only punishes when we give him no other opportunity, when we have rejected his love and his mercy. And often we forget, at least in practice, what the very purpose of life is, to live in such a way here on earth that our souls can fly to heaven to see God for eternity. The will is weakened so that even when we wish to do something, we just can't seem to do it. We can't do it because, for example, our will is so weak that we cannot overcome our laziness. The harmony between man and God has been lost as was the harmony that existed at once between the soul and its senses, the passions, the emotions. They, at one time, were subject to right reason, but not any longer. And this last is the subject of my sermon today, the emotions. Have you ever thought of it in these terms? The instability, the fluctuation, changes in our mood is a result of original sin. Our feelings are no longer subject to be controlled by right reason or the will of man. Mood swings, 
We all have them. Let's not, let's not deceive ourselves. We all have them, some more often than others, some more intensely than others, but we all have them. Those moments when our calmness turns into rage, our joy to sadness, the feelings of peace and of consolation turn into depression and aridity. But the good news is that we are not the first to experience these emotions. The saints, canonized saints, who are now enjoying the beatific vision, had to deal with the same feelings, the same emotions, and the same passions that you and I deal with all the time, and they learned the proper way to deal with them. St. Peter, for example, the great apostle, the first pope, he always had feelings of overconfidence, and so when he would fall in, give in to those feelings, you notice that shortly thereafter he would fall. He denied our Lord. St. Jerome was known to feel grumpy and irritable, and in his irritation he would, he would say very sharp words to others. St. Thomas, he feared thunderstorms. Or St. Francis de Sales had to undergo not only feelings of anger, but also feelings of hopelessness and of despair. St. Jane Francis de Chantal and St. Louise de Marillac, both of them French saints, had an inclination to strong depression. And one of them, I believe it was St. Louise, even had a nervous breakdown, not once, but twice in her life. St. Therese had a propensity to oversensitivity and melancholy after the death of her mother and departure of her sister. And Cardinal Mary Delval said that he felt sadness, intense sadness, every day of his life after the death of his friend, Pope St. Pius X. You might say that our moods are like storms which come and go. You cannot stop them, but you can learn how to navigate your way through them. Our Lenten saint, St. Francis de Sales, says, and I love this quote, Do not lose your interior peace for anything whatever, even if your whole world seems upset if it's completely turned upside down, do not lose your interior peace. St. Francis himself lived in a time when life was upset. It was all turned upside down. It was a time of revolt against God and his church. Remember that it had not been long before that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to that church door. And as a result of all of the Protestant Refor Reformation, wars had broken out all over Europe, bloodshed. And it was no different in Geneva, Switzerland, during the Calvinist era, 
in St. Francis' life. Many Catholics at that time, they turned away from the true faith. The bishop was exiled from his see in Geneva and forced to live in Annecy. The Calvinists were often very violent, so that it was feared when St. Francis left home to convert the Calvinists that he would become a martyr. There was great tension between the Catholics and the Calvinists. You rem if you remember a few weeks ago, I told you the story, to give an example of this tension that existed, of the fight that almost ensued when St. Francis decided he would go back to Geneva and offer a Christmas midnight mass in his own church. He had the support of the civil authority, but the Calvinists still would not listen. They filled the church so that in case St. Francis came in, they could kick him out. They closed the city gates. They even came face to face, the Catholics and Calvinists, the, one, the Catholics ready to defend St. Francis and the Calvinists to kill him, to beat him and his followers. And just as, it, as things almost turned into blows, St. Francis stepped in and with meekness and with calmness, not anger, he settled the whole affair. And he was able that Christmas night to offer his Mass. God sent the right saint for the right time. Francis was a man prone to anger, but he would not respond to this situation in an angry, sarcastic, unfriendly manner. Though his whole world was upset, he would not allow himself to be carried away by the current of emotions, but he fought himself to preserve this interior peace and control over his feelings. He himself says that he always tried to act with what he called in French, doucement, as he put it. That is, sweetness, gentleness, a certain calmness, without force. He did that even and especially when he felt angry. And this is how, after many years, he managed to control his own passions and to convert so many thousands of Calvinists back to the true faith. Our times are times of turmoil in the church, in the state, in the whole world over. And then on top of it, we've got our own personal battles and struggles and original sin which inclines our emotions to run wild and fluctuate and to be carried away with the current. And we cannot seem to prevent from giving in to the feelings. You may not be able to prevent the feeling of anger or of anxiety or peevishness or worry, but you can each one of you learn to behave like children of God. The thing is, when those 
feelings come up in our life, we want to use brute force to overcome them, to silence them. That is not the way to do it. In the words of St. Therese, we are not to overcome, but to undergo these things. So don't use brute force to conquer them. That will only increase your agitation. Here's what I recommend. Much of it comes from St. Francis and just some from experience in working with souls. First, and I'm not kidding, first, take a deep breath. And then secondly, in all gentleness and calmness, raise your heart and your mind to God, uniting your will with the will of God, accepting that cross that he has given you at present. And when you have perhaps at least composed yourself a little bit, the third thing you should do is to explore that emotion, that feeling. What am I feeling? Anger? Worry? Why am I feeling it? Is it reasonable for me to feel this way? And you will find out the cause of that emotion, that feeling. If it is something spiritual, then take the proper remedies. Go talk to your confessor. But oftentimes it's nothing more than health. Are you sick? Maybe you haven't eaten properly. Well, go and get yourself a snack. Maybe you're tired. Go take a nap. You don't need to be working 24-7. Or maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's a time change. You know, for the weather, whenever there's a, a low-pressure system coming in, that's when we tend to feel more depressed and less energetic. So go out and exercise. Go play a game. But always, and this is the fourth part, act sweetly, gently, without brute force, and undergo these feelings. If you're sad, St. Francis says, sing spiritual songs. Do outward acts of piety, such as kissing the, the wounds of our Lord on the crucifix. When you are forced to act or to, to continue your duties, do all calmly, nothing rushed. Rush, either in your words or in your movements, only serves to agitate feelings, the bad feelings, calmly, with thoughtfulness, controlled movements, and speech. In this way, we can learn to to live life when we do have those mood swings and the fluctuation in our feelings. Feelings don't make us evil, but the feelings, rather, can be an opportunity to gain great merit. Let us then imitate St. Francis and walk as children of the light. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.